Buenos dias. Welcome to the People Power Everything podcast. I am your host, John Dallas, and I believe that there is power in the masses. The goal of this podcast is to talk about that power, how we can help it manifest itself for all of us, and some lessons I've learned along the way. Welcome to this week's edition of the People Power Everything podcast. Last week, I was talking to a student we have on the team about learning and thought about the four stages of competence. I don't know if you guys know this, but this is one that makes a lot of sense to me because it seems logic um, or logical, and it's really simple to explain in terms of developing competence in any area. And why is competence important, you ask? Maybe you didn't ask, but I'm going to explain it anyway. Competence is one of the basic psychological needs in basic psychological needs theory. It's one of the three things, which also includes autonomy and relatedness, that make us feel good about what we're doing and motivated intrinsically, meaning we're motivated from inside. So doing something is its own reward. Playing a sport that you just do because it feels good while you're doing it and you like to do it. So competence is one of those basic psychological needs in terms of being well-being and intrinsic motivation. The four stages of competence model has its origins back in the 50s and 60s. And it's a, a way to think about the process, about getting to the point where you actually know how to do something without thinking about it. So I'll go through the four stages. Stage one is not knowing what you don't know. So it's called unconscious incompetence. So imagine you're playing a video game that you've never tried before. You don't even realize that there are things you don't know how to do. How to, I don't know, jump up on a ledge or gather a coin or that's even the point of the game. You might even think that the things aren't important. And to move forward, you need to realize what you don't know and understand why it's important to learn the new things. The time you spend in this stage depends on how much you want to learn. So this is where just exploring what's going on around us and what's important, figuring out maybe from other people what's important. And that comes to stage two, learning that you don't know. So conscious incompetence. So let's say you're playing that same video game. This time, you know there are things you don't understand how to do. You see that the skills are important to get better at the game, jumping over a certain chasm or not actually touching that turtle without it being upside down, which means you got to jump on it. All these things are mistakes that are okay because it's how we learn, making mistakes. And in video games, the cool thing about video games is if they're good, they're challenging enough that most of the time, probably a good 80% of the time, we're going to fail. We're not going to make it through the stage. If we make it through the stage on the first try, the game's probably too easy. And a game that's too easy is boring. And the same thing is if it takes us 150 tries to get through a stage, maybe the game is that good that you're willing to do it again and again and again and again. But after a while, if it's too hard then it's no fun either because you can't move ahead. You, you can't learn unless you're 
you know, super good at something. And some of the games online I've played, I don't know, things like Call of Duty or um, there's another first person shooter game, I forget. But people play online and they mix skill levels. So you have this, you know, a few people who are really, 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 really good. And the newbie coming in, getting his ass kicked within about 10 seconds. And when it happened to me, I just say, screw this. I'm going to go play the one player version, you know, without connecting at all, because this is no fun to, to spawn and then just be killed every time. That's no fun. That sucks. So in our model, the third level is getting the hang of it. Here we're at the stage of conscious competence. So as you keep playing the game and practicing, you start to understand how you do the things you didn't know how to before. It's like following a recipe step by step, stage by stage. You need to really focus and think about what you're doing. If you get distracted or mess up, you might forget how to do it right. You know, just jumping off the ledge at the last possible second so you can make it over that massive chasm, that kind of thing. Or um, if you're out playing a sport, I don't know, I like to play basketball. And thinking about my body positioning, am I squared up to the basket? Am I releasing at the right time? Am I using my knees enough? Um, am I starting out closer so I can actually hit the baskets and then move further away um, and not worry so much about my stroke? These are the kinds of things that happen in the getting the hang of it stage. Then finally, you get into the doing without thinking. So the unconscious competence. This is where you want to get. So after a lot of practice, developing a lot of muscle memory, you get really good at those skills. Kind of like riding a bike. Riding a bike, once you've figured it out, you don't think about it anymore. You can even do it while you're doing something else at the same time. Not that I'd recommend that for necessarily riding a bike or things like that. But you might become so good at it, you can teach others how to do it too. Another way I like to think about it is sports and elite athletes say Kobe Bryant started with not knowing what a basketball was started playing around with it as a kid he had mentors teachers coaches taught him how to shoot how to dribble how to pass then as he practiced and practiced some more being Kobe practiced and practiced quite a lot more the shots became second nature and he was able to hit the game-winning three while under pressure, double-teamed, with half a second left. He didn't have to think about it. He just did it. And he had practiced it so much that it was easy. And the funny thing I've learned over the weekend reading a book called Incognito, The Secret Lives of the Brain by David Eagleman is, is if you want to mess someone up who is unconsciously competent, ask them to explain how they're so good at such a thing. Once we start thinking about the steps, we bring the activity into conscious thought and we lose part of the now innate abilities we have acquired. So stand on the foul line and try to explain how you're going to make your shot from the foul line. That is usually just muscle memory. Deep breath, bend the knees, straight up, put the ball in the hoop. But thinking about it the whole way, slows us down and makes us less likely to make that hoop. The good news is that getting it back is as simple as stopping thinking about them. 
Easier said than done sometimes. Just ask any golfer who's stuck in their head about their swing slicing all the time. If only I could modify that just a bit or adjust it while I was swinging. Now I'm going to try to think about that as I go and the shot keeps going further and further right. So now that you know those steps to become super confidently competent, I encourage you to apply the model every day. For me, it helps to take some pressure off about being great at everything right away. It makes me think about what I need to do to get better. And I can follow the stages through to becoming great. And if you're a coach, be it sports, at work, at home, you can follow through on the steps and help others go through the stages, knowing that practice makes perfect, or at least unconsciously competent. I hope you had a great day and enjoyed the podcast. Have a great week ahead. And remember, people power everything. Side note, I was recording this and my dog keeps barking. At one point, I just had to keep going though. So if you hear the woof, woof, woof in the background, it's my actual dog. Um, and at the time I'm recording this, which is probably not the best time of day, it's like rush hour, everybody getting home. So as soon as something's moving in front of the house, she does her job and she lets me know very, very vocally. Anyway, you've listened to my dog. Luckily, there weren't any other distractions, I don't think anyway. Um, but with that, thanks very much for listening. Have a good evening. Oh, there goes somebody with uh, a blower. Fun. Anyways, talk to you later. Bye.